Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariyah on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi ladhin ustafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rusuli wa khatim al-anbiya. Wa ala alihi laskiya wa ashabihi latqiya. Amma ba'd. Imam Muslim rahmatullahi alayhi narrates a hadith in his chapter on prayer while traveling, Salat al-Musafideen. The story of the Islam of Amr bin Abasa. He says that in the days of Islam, I was convinced that people were misguided. And... Everywhere I looked, all I saw was people worshipping idols. So I heard of a person in Makkah Mukarramah, and I heard that he had this faith that he was calling towards, and I was very interested, interested to learn about it. So I mounted my animals and began my journey. At that point, the Prophet ﷺ was practicing Islam very quietly and hadn't gone public with it. So I also quietly found my way next to Rasulullah. Faqultu lahu ma anta. I started off by saying, What are you? Qala ana nabi. I am a prophet. Faqultu wa ma nabi. What is a nabi? What is a prophet? Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me as a messenger. I asked him, oh messenger, what did he send you with? What is this message? He sent me to guide people to join family ties and to break away from these idols and that Allah should be worshipped alone without any partners. فَقُلْتُ لَهُ I said to him, Who is with you on this journey? To that the Prophet ﷺ said, حُرٌ وَعَبْدٌ A free man and a slave. The free man being Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and the slave being none other than Bilal ibn Rabah ta'ala the dear companion, the beloved servant, 
the Mu'addin of the Prophet of Allah, one of the first to be by the side of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His forbearance has echoed through history. His love for the Prophet of Allah is unprecedented, unmatched by anyone else. From the earliest people to stand next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and who remained by the side of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam right till the end of the Prophet's life. A man that was so dear and beloved to the Prophet of Allah that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his own words very explicitly promised Jannah to Bilal radiallahu anhu. The Prophet of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam one day said, O oh Bilal, what deed of yours has led you to Jannah? I was in paradise and I heard your footsteps ahead of me. So Bilal radiallahu anhu, he said, O oh Messenger of Allah, when I perform my wudu, I pray some prayer. I pray as much as Allah has destined for me to read. I read some rakat. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, This deed of yours it's, is what secured your place in Jannah. Bilal radiallahu an was a slave in Makkah Mukarramah. There's a difference of opinion on where he was born. But what we do know is that he was a black slave belonged to one family before, later on was taken on by Umayyah bin Khalaf, one of the chiefs of the Quraysh. When the Prophet ﷺ publicly called people to Islam, Bilal in that moment found meaning in the Prophet's message. He found strength there. He saw that Islam liberated people from the shackles of slavery and from the caste system in society where every human being is locked into one paradigm or another. In today's world, we've gained freedom in one place, but have entered into slavery in every other place. Absolute freedom is something human beings have searched for throughout history. And it lies in the message of Islam. The Quran says, Inna akramakum indallahi atqakum. The most righteous of you are those that are most conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one narration, there were seven people who first publicly stated their Islam. Rasulullah, the Prophet of Allah, wa Abu Bakr, wa Ammar, wa Ummuhu Sumayya, wa Bilal, wa Suhaib, wa Al-Miqdad. These were the first seven people to publicly attest to their faith. As for the Prophet of Allah and Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, they were protected from the people by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through their tribes. The Quraysh had to think a hundred times before laying a finger on the Prophet of Allah or Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anh, they came from very big tribes. Touching them would result in a very big backlash. So they were careful and calculated when engaging with them. وَأَمَّا سَائِرُهُمْ As for the remaining five, فَأَخَذَهُمُ الْمُشْرِكُونَ The mushrikun went against them full assault. فَأَلْبَسُوهُمْ أَدْرَاعَ الْحَدِيدِ In the middle of the day when the heat would be beyond tolerance. 
they would take these people and wrap them in armor made of metal. Lying outside is already difficult when it's hot, specifically in the heat of Arabia. And then on top of that, making them wear armor of metal, anyone touch a hot pan for a few moments while moving from one stove to another, your hand burns and it turns red. If you hold on to it for a few seconds, your flesh melts, your skin melts. Degrees of burns, the third degree. It's so difficult, it hurts so much, people can never recover from this. And these were people for long periods, they would be made to lie in the scorching heat of Makkah Mukarramah wearing these plates of metal armor. وَصَهَرُوهُمْ فِي الشَّمْسِ And they would let them smelter in the sun. فَمَا مِنْهُمْ أَحَدٌ إِلَّا وَأَتَاهُمْ عَلَى مَا أَرَادُوا The Quraysh kept pushing them. They said, you will leave Islam. You will abandon your faith. You will insult your prophet. We will prove that our power is greater than your resolve. We will make an example out of you. Because this will then set the score straight for anyone that wishes to follow your footsteps. Oppressors throughout history have assumed that pain is enough to deter the human being once they have love. What they fail to realize is that you can't erase the conscience of a human being. Once a human being believes in something, once they've been inspired, there is no power in the world that can stop that human being. So the next best thing is prevent the human being from ever being inspired. Lock them in fantasy, lock them in entertainment, block their minds from ever feeling their hearts from ever touching. So if you can lock them in this, in this cage, they will never grow beyond what you allow them to grow. Bilal had already been influenced by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He had been introduced to Tawheed, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. While the Quraysh would torture these people, they were in a battle, a war, that they wanted everyone to know that Islam is not an option. They would beat them and beat them and beat them. فَمَا مِنْهُمْ أَحَدٌ إِلَّا وَأَتَاهُمْ عَلَى مَا أَرَادُوا إِلَّا بِلَالٍ The companions, they were few in number as it was. Five of them were being tortured. Four of them conceded to some degree to stop the torture. They knew what their hearts believed. The Prophet ﷺ had given them the concession that it's okay. If they want you to say a word, give it to them. If they want you to say one word, and they cried over this. Ammar radiallahu an, when he said one word, the Quraysh said to him, say one word foul about the Prophet and we will say, save you and spare your life. Instead of Muhammad, call him Mudammam. It's the opposite of Muhammad, the praised, the opposite of that Mudammam. Say this. He held out as long as he could. Unfortunately, his mother was martyred by this horrible human being, Abu Jahl. And his father also died of the torture. So when there was no light left for him to see, he then uttered these words and cried and cried and cried because it hurt him. That how could his mouth utter something against the Prophet of Allah? He came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam crying. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu saw him crying. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comforted him and consoled him said, it's okay. إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَ وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ as the Qur'an also gives this concession. 
illa Bilal. Bilal radiallahu an didn't give in. And as the others one by one were freed from the torture, Bilal radiallahu an stood in the ring. And he made it very clear that there was nowhere that he intended to run, nowhere he intended to go. He was going to see this all the way through to the end. The Quraysh couldn't go around killing every one of them. They killed one, two died, a few died. They can't kill all of them. If everyone sees that the Quraysh are willing to go this far to murder them, then safety has gone out the window. What do we have left? These people are brutal murderers. They will lose their leadership. Bilal radiallahu an remained firm on his statement, Ahad al-Ahad. They would be exhausted in beating him, but he would not be exhausted in his statement, Ahad al-Ahad. One of the scholars, while describing this moment, he used some very interesting language. He said, فَاسْتَذَعَبَ بِلَالْ بِعَذَابِهِمْ Istadha'aba means to find sweetness. That Bilal found sweetness while they continued to torture him. He found meaning in it. Because he saw the torture that he was going through was, something, was for something great. The sincerity of this man is, in reality, unimaginable. What he was doing at that time was not for an audience. He wasn't doing it to be in history. He didn't know that 1400 years later, a group of people will gather together in Carrollton, Texas to talk about his legacy and his story. He didn't know. As far as he was concerned, this was the end of the line and he wanted to end his life in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ahadun ahad. So the Quraysh would then off, tie him up and offer him to the children. And the kids would take him around, these young people would drag him around the streets of Mecca, cursing him, throwing things at him. And he would say, One Allah, one Allah. Allah Iqbal wrote a poem regarding Sayyidina Bilal. He says, Jafajo ishkme hotihe wa jafahinahi. Jafa jo ishq mein hoti hai Woh jafa hi nahi Sitam na ho to mohabbat mein kuch mazahi nahi The harshness that is encountered In love Is no harshness Jafa jo ishq mein hoti hai Woh jafa hi nahi The harshness encountered The bitterness encountered in love Is no bitterness Sitam na ho to mohabbat mein kuch mazahi nahi and if there is no difficulty along the road, then what taste and what sweetness does love actually have? So Bilal went through that difficulty, that bitterness. He says regarding Bilal Aza azal se tere ish ka tarana tha. Aza azal se tere ish ka tarana tha. Oh Bilal, the beginning of your story starts with you were always using the call to Allah being the song of your love. This is who you always were. Aza azal se tere ishka tarana tha. Aza azal se tere ishka tarana bani. Namaz uske nazare ka ik bahana bani. Right from the beginning, your call of love, your song of love was adhan. 
you always call the name of Allah. So then he says, Namaz uske nazare ka ek bahana bani. And even going to prayer for you was just a reason once again to see the beautiful face of Rasulullah That after Bilal would call the Adhan, he was given access to stand outside the Prophet's home and would be the first person to see the beautiful face of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Namaz uske nazare ka ek bahana bani. And this sacrifice of his was beloved and dear to the Prophet of Allah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw it. Forget all the UFC fighters of the world. Forget all the tough people of the world. Forget all the sportsmen of the world who have taken on sacrifice and endured difficulty for the name of Islam. Bilal radiallahu an did it for the whole Makkah in the earliest days. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the audience. Imagine the smile on the Prophet's face that man, this Bilal is not giving up. This Bilal is not giving up. Look at his iman. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one day saw him. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shared the desire that only if someone can help our brother Bilal. Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. He saw him. And he made intention that he would be the one that responds to the call of the Prophet of Allah. He went to his master, Umayyah bin Khalaf, and proposed to him, I will purchase this slave from you. Umayyah bin Khalaf at this point was exhausted because his compadres, his other partners in oppression, had gained victory over their servants and slaves. Umayyah here was seen to be a loser. So Bilal had now become a liability. He was exhausting Umayyah. The torturer is the one being exhausted. So just to be a little tough, he said to Abu Bakr, I will sell him to you for seven uqiyah dhahab, seven uqiyah of gold, seven units of gold. Abu Bakr Siddiq agreed. And when he signs the contract and pays him the money, Umayyah said to him, had you haggled me and offered only one unit of gold I would have accepted. And Abu Bakr Siddiq said, had you taken me to a hundred units of gold, I would have given you all 100. Because this man's value in the sight of the Prophet of Allah, how much Nabi loves him, this person's value in the sight of Allah is more than anything that this world has to offer me. Later on in Bilal life, someone he heard someone compare him to Abu Bakr. Someone said Bilal was more beloved to the Prophet of Allah than Abu Bakr. So Bilal said, am I not but one good deed of Abu Bakr? I'm just one of his good deeds. You don't compare a giant like Abu Bakr with anyone else. He was who he was. Bilal was beloved by the companions. There was a poet Salim narrates this. He says that Anna Sha'iran Madaha Bilal ibn Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu an had a son whose name was Bilal. He is also mentioned in the hadith works. The story of Bilal Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu an's son preventing his wife from going to the masjid. The riwayat mentioned it was Bilal. Wallahu alam sallam. So, Madaha Bilal ibn Abdullah ibn Umar, that Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu said, Bilal was praised by a poet. Faqal. So the poet said, Wa Bilalun Abdullahi Khayru Bilal. That 
that the Bilal of Abdullah is the best of Bilals. So Ibn Umar radiallahu anh, the father of this Bilal that was being praised, he said, Kadabta, you liar. Bal wa Bilal Rasulillahi Khairu Bilal. Bilal the Bilal of the Messenger of Allah was the best Bilal. That's the Bilal that we should be talking about. This is the one who was the leader and the crown of the Ummah. One day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sitting with some companions. The Quraysh approached the Prophet of Allah and they said to him that we are willing to sit with you but on condition that you remove some of these low class people that are all around you. You see this, these people right here, the scum of society, the poor people, the people that don't have much you know, honor, they aren't recognized. Get rid of these people, we will come and sit with you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah of the Qur'an. وَلَا تَطْرُضِ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَهُ وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَا هَوَاهُ فَكَانَ أَمْرُهُ فُرُطًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet of Allah, don't listen to those people. Those people are useless. وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا We have أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا We have caused them to be neglectful to their Lord. We have casted a state of slumber and sleep over them. They are in forgetfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are not people of dhikr. They are not people that are searching for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These people just want to know they can get you to compromise. Rather, spend your time the people that are seeking, seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. The rawi of the hadith says, Kuntu ana that there were a small group of people the Quraysh were referring to, and among them was Bilal. They tried to have him removed from the gathering. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends Sayyidina Bilal. That Bilal isn't going anywhere. When the Prophet arrived in Medina Munawwara, Bilal along with some of the other companions, they fell ill. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh as well. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh, he, in that illness, his family members thought he was going to pass away because it was very bad. His health deteriorated. Some sort of disease, a lot of vomiting, a lot of fever. So Bilal, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh started saying, that a person wakes up in the morning with his family not realizing that death is closer than his shoe strap. Death is always around the corner. And Bilal in his moment of illness, he would read the following lines. In his beautiful voice, he would say, Oh, I wish to spend one more night. 
I wish I can go back one more night. Be Fakhin. Fakhin is an area outside Makkah Mukarramah. He's recalling those days. That man, I really wish I can go back to Makkah. And around me are the beautiful plants of Makkah with their fragrance. And I wish one day I can go back to the waters of Mijanna. Mijanna refers to a tribe. I'm sorry, one of the souq, one of the um, markets from the markets of the Arabs that we can go back there and go to those markets and celebrate those days and enjoy ourselves as well. وَهَلْ يَبْدُوَنْ لِي شَامَةٌ وَطَفِيلٌ Surrounded by the beautiful mountains of Makkah Mukarramah. Even though they arrived in Medina, they were always in the thought of Makkah Mukarramah because that's where the memories were. That's where they had spent those early days with Rasulullah a companion saw a dream regarding Adhan. It's a longer narration. When he comes to Rasulullah and says, O Messenger of Allah, I saw a dream regarding the Adhan, the Prophet says, Call Bilal, he will be the one that gives the Adhan. And it's fascinating because the Prophet of Allah could have told that companion who saw the dream that you are the one that will give it. Not every founder is the one that executes the vision. They are people for different tasks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored that individual with the great honor of seeing the dream. But when it comes to calling the adhan, when it comes to gathering people together, we're not just looking for a sweet voice. We're not just looking for a loud voice, very important. But we're looking for that heart from which that adhan can come and emerge to the east and west and penetrate the hearts of people and bring them to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a difference between the adhan of a person sitting on their cushion and the adhan of the mujahid. Iqbal talks about this. That there is the adhan of a person sitting at home just calling it in their comfort with their air condition on. And then there is the adhan of the mujahid. He's standing in the battlefield waiting to face death, he's looking malakul mouth right in the eyes, mullah ki aza or, mujahid ki aza or. That on one side you have the adhan of the scholar, and on the other side you have the adhan of the mujahid. Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu an, that's what he was. He was, he, he, he was a man of legacy. When people heard his adhan, they didn't just hear a call to prayer, they heard much more than that. They could hear the statements of Rasulullah regarding him. In one week narration that Imam Tirmidhi narrates, he says, Ishtaqatil Jannatu ila thalathatin, Aliyun wa Ammar wa Bilal. That Jannah desires three people. Jannah awaits three people Ali, radiallahu an, Ammar, radiallahu an, and Bilal, radiallahu an. The Prophet of Allah والسلام, said, Ni'mal mar'u Bilal, how great of a person is Bilal. Sayyidul Mu'addinina Yawm Al-Qiyamah, all the callers of Adhan will line up and at their top will be standing Sayyidina Bilal. Wal Mu'addinuna Atwalun Nasi A'naqan Yawm Al-Qiyamah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elongate the necks of the Mu'addins out of honor on the Day of Judgment so they can be seen from far away. In one narration, the Prophet of Allah said that 
people will walk into Jannah, Bilal will ride a camel into Jannah. In one riwayah, the Prophet ﷺ said that there are four people who were the leaders of the black Sadat al-Sudan, people of black heritage. There are four people who are their leaders. This narration is somewhat weak because, the, because there are one or two parts and rabis as well. But in this riwayah, Nabi ﷺ said, Luqman wa Najashi wa Bilal wa Mihja. Luqman, Najashi, Bilal, and Mihja. All of these riwayat can be found in Imam Dhahabi rahimahullah ta'ala, Seer A'lam al Nubala. So when the Prophet ﷺ returns back home, Bilal an is by his side. He's with the Prophet of Allah on the way to the masjid. Alongside Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on his return home. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heads out for a walk in the market, the people see standing behind him is Bilal radiallahu an. In one narration, Najashi sent three spears to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَأَعْطَى عَلِيًّا وَاحِدَةً Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave one spear to Ali radiallahu an. وَعُمَرَ وَاحِدَةً Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave one spear to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu wahidatan, And the Prophet of Allah kept one of those three spears that Najashi sent for himself. When the Prophet of Allah would walk, Bilal would hold that spear and walk ahead of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when the Prophet, peace be upon him, would lead Eid Salah, يَرْكَزُهَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ فَيُصَلِّ إِلَيْهَا he would place that spear in the ground and the Prophet of Allah would face that spear while leading prayer. And then he would hold that very same spear and walk in front of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq as well. And then he was with Rasulullah when the Prophet of Allah would head out for Safar, Bilal would be with him. When it was time to call Adhan, it was Bilal The image, something that happened five times a day. The Salah would be led by the Prophet of Allah, the Adhan was called by Bilal And the Prophet chose him because every time he would call the Adhan, that Allah would originate from a part of his heart that he found in the early days of Makkah Mukarramah. You know, when Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq purchased Bilal and he told the Prophet of Allah, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said to him, join me in this good deed of yours. Ash-Sharika, join me. You've done something monumental. Include me. So he said, our Messenger of Allah, I set him free for the sake of Allah. Bilal is yours now. Use him as you need. Bilal understood, everyone knew that if you wanted to speak to the Prophet of Allah, you would see Bilal there in his gatherings. He became like a shadow for the Prophet of Allah, inseparable. One day, the Prophet of Allah was traveling and they had traveled through the night as well. Everyone was exhausted. Nabi decided to set camp. 
The Prophet of Allah told Bilal your task is to stay awake and wake us up for Fajr prayer. Bilal Okay, Hadr. The Prophet of Allah went to sleep, the companions went to sleep. Bilal sat there awake, facing the direction where the sun would rise from, facing east. Sitting there, reading his Quran, waiting for the sun to rise, and while waiting, what happens? He falls asleep. He says that the first person to wake up the next morning was the Prophet of Allah. The sun was shining in his eyes. Nabi Sallallahu woke up. The Prophet Sallallahu had just missed Fajr Salah. Nabi Sallallahu rushed to Bilal Woke him up. Bilal, you were supposed to wake us up. He says something so beautiful and amazing. He says, a oh, messenger of Allah, the Allah that put you to sleep is the one who put me to sleep too. <laughs> so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Bilal, go wake everyone up. Woke everyone up. The Prophet said, we won't pray Fajr here. This is the wadi where shaitan kept us away from Allah. We will move away from here. They went ahead and prayed Fajr Salah. And then the Prophet ﷺ taught us a beautiful lesson that if one of you misses his salah, that when a person remembers it, right? when a person recalls the moment when they come up, become aware that oh, I miss salah, then go ahead and make it up right away. Also, another beautiful gift and a learning moment from the life, from the life of Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu anhu. When the Prophet ﷺ passed away, things became very difficult for Bilal Calling the Adhan was heavy on him because calling the Adhan reminded him of the Prophet of Allah. Reminding him of the Prophet of Allah took him back to the old memories of when he was being tortured. And as Iqbal very beautifully says that looking at the Prophet's face is what got him through those difficult moments. Knowing that the Prophet of Allah was cheering him on, that his sacrifice actually wasn't for him, it was for the Prophet of Allah that he was doing this. That's what this was. Calling the Adhan became very difficult for him. So then he approached Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and he said to him that I heard the Messenger of Allah saying the best of deeds of a believer is jihad fi sabilillah. Sayyidina Abu Bakr said, what's your intention? Why are you saying this? Aradtu an urabita fi sabilillah hatta amut. I've made intention to fight in the path of Allah until I die. I can't be in Medina Munawwara any longer. فَقَالَ أَبُو أَنْشُدُكَ بِاللَّهِ يَا بِلَالِ وَحُرْمَتِي وَحَقِّي فَقَدْ كَبِرْتُ وَضَعُفْتُ وَاخْتَرَبَ أَجَلِي He said that I make you take an oath, Bilal, don't leave me, I've gone old and weak. What will happen? The Prophet of Allah just left us. We don't have our Imam anymore. If our Mu'addin leaves us, everyone's hearts will break. 
In one riwayah, Bilal left at that moment. And later on, when Abu Bakr Siddiq sat on the minbar to deliver the Jum'ah khutbah. He's just about to start. Bilal, Bilal stood up in front of him. And he said to him, why did you free me that day that you did? Years ago. 20 odd years have passed by. Why did you do it that day? Was it for you? Was it for the sake of Allah? It was for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I did this. Then don't hold me back. With a very heavy heart, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq said, Go. Go in the path of Allah. Do your jihad. Live the life that you dream of. Bilal then relocated to Sham. And he lived there for many years. He did jihad, he settled down there. Abu Bakr Siddiq passes away, he hears of it and it really heavies his heart again. And Umar is now Khalifa. Umar has a few visits to Sham. On one of them, as he's passing by, Maqam al Jabiya, Hatta Qadima Umaru al Jabiya, Sa'ar al Muslimuna Umara and Yas Alahum Bilalan Yuadinu Lahum. When he came to Jabiya, the people there said to Umar, if you ask Bilal to give the adhan, he may give it. Some of these people hadn't lived the life of the Prophet of Allah, but they had heard about the legendary adhan of Bilal an, that shook the hearts of the enemies in the battlefield and brought tears to the eyes of the Muslims in the masjid. They said, we'd love to hear it. Maybe if you ask him. فَسَأَلَهُ Umar approached Bilal Ah! The meeting of these two people. فَأَذَّنَ يَوْمًا So he called the Adhan. فَلَمْ يُرَى يَوْمًا كَانَ أَكْثَرَ بَاكِيًا مِنْ يَوْمَ إِذٍ ذِكْرًا مِنْهُمْ لِلنَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم. There was never a day that people had seen so many people cry because the memory of the Prophet of Allah had become vivid and clear. It had, they had relived those moments with the Prophet of Allah again. Imam Dhahabi also narrates another riwayah. He has some discussion regarding the sanad. He said, Isnaduhu layyin. Inna bilalan ra'an nabiyya fi manamihi. The Prophet of Allah, alayhi salatu salam, one day came in the dream of Bilal radiallahu anhu. Wa yaqul, and the Prophet said, Ma hadihi al-jafwatu ya Bilal. Oh Bilal, you've gone so far away. Why have you turned away? Where are you gone? Has a time not come that you visit me? Bilal woke up sad and crying. And he traveled all the way to Medina Munawwara 
tied his animal, went inside the masjid, and slowly began to walk towards the resting place of the Prophet of Allah. All of the emotions flooding him, all the memories, the smile of the Prophet of Allah, the confidence of the Prophet of Allah, the trust of the Prophet of Allah. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam conquered Makkah Mukarramah, and it was time to call the Adhan, the Prophet of Allah told Bilal to climb the Kaaba. Everyone's watching, they're shocked. Out of all the people he could have chosen, and Bilal of the Allah one probably doesn't even, doesn't even understand why the Prophet loves him so much. He's probably puzzled at what's going on here. How does one insan love another insan so much that he could have had anyone give the adhan? And here he's telling this black slave that you are the one, go and climb the Kaaba. So, <clears throat> he approaches the grave of the Prophet. He begins to cry at the grave of the Prophet of Allah, rubbing his face against that grave. فَأَقْبَلَ الْحَسَنُ وَالْحُسَيْنِ The grandsons of Rasulullah saw this monumental reunion of the servant and the master. But this wasn't one of bondage or slavery. This was of love, the student and the teacher. The grandsons of Rasulullah came. So he got up and hugged them both and began to kiss them. They said, Oh Bilal, do it. Go ahead. Call the Adhan for us. How can a person ever say no? to the two hearts of Rasulullah I mean, Bilal was the one that called the Adhan. And after that Adhan, the Prophet of Allah sat with these two munchkins in his lap and giving the khutbah, hugging them both, embracing them both. And Bilal saw how much they meant to the Prophet of Allah. So when they said to him, call the Adhan, فَفَعَلَى وَعَلَى الصَّطْحَ وَوَقَفَ He climbed the roof. And he said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. When he said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Medina Munawwara flipped around. Someone just tossed the whole city in the air. The whole city was turned upside down. When he came to the words, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, izdada rajjatuha. The people started screaming in tears. Falamma anqal, Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. I testify that Muhammad is a messenger of Allah. Kharajat al awatiq min khudurihinna. The women came running out of their homes. Someone said, Rasulullah that maybe the Prophet of Allah has been brought back to life. A very heavy day in the hearts of people. 
Imam Dahabi narrates his hadith, and he does say, Isnaduhu layin, that the narration, there is some discussion regarding the sanat of the riwayah. But I share the riwayah anyway because a similar story did happen in Jabia, and this story, along with other stories, demonstrates the love that people had for Bilal radiallahu an due to his love for the Prophet of Allah The relations were all intertwined. The relationships were all connected. One day, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an ذَكَرَ عُمَرُ فَضْلَ أَبِي بَكَرِ He was mentioning Sayyidina Abu Bakr. Umar was just thinking of how great his predecessor was. فَجَعَلَ يَصِفُ مَنَاقِبَهُ So he went through a whole list of praises. ثُمَّ قَالْ And then he said, هَذَا سَيِّدُنَا بِلَالْ حَسَنَةٌ مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ That even our Bilal is just one deed of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. And then in one narration, he said, that um, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an and Bilal radiallahu an are both our leaders. Bilal radiallahu an's story teaches us the lesson of love, the lesson of commitment. It's a lesson that we read and we inspire our children with. It's told in every classroom. Every child being raised is told regarding the sacrifice, the endurance of Sayyidina Bilal But the hard conversation is, how far have we drifted from his example? Where did we end up? What happened to the hearts of people that they can stay away from Medina Munawwara for years and years on end and not desire one moment with? Why is it that these hearts don't yearn the companionship of the Prophet of Allah? What has the adhan become today? What is sacrifice? What does it mean to put your life on hold for the service of the deen? Where are those people gone who served our leaders like Bilal did? There was no service to Nabi that was under him. He is the one that describes the Prophet ﷺ in the morning hours and the salat of Nabi ﷺ. His call to the adhan for salah inspired people. Where are those people gone? Today, we have lost our moral compass and we've lost direction. One of the scholars said, That we were a people all about deep meaning. We were all about understanding what this deen is and deriving benefit and lessons from it. But today we've become all about raya, all about flags. I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that. Everyone's found their little corner that they've locked themselves in. And the ummah has disappeared. People have tucked themselves in their little corners of happiness and joy. And they've forgotten the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa where is that, where is that ummah gone? Where are those people gone? Where are the Bilals of our time gone? Who are willing to put it on, on, all on hold. Imagine his perspective. 
his love for the Prophet of Allah was so intimate, it was so deep. There are so many poems written regarding Bilal an's love for Rasulullah When we were in Madrasa, students would gather together to read poetry sometimes. So we'd have these poetry nights and they would get together. More specifically when we would do i'tikaf. So there were these days in the year that the students would do i'tikaf. The graduating class and other students would join too. So during those i'tikaf nights, late at night, around midnight, those that were awake would gather together and read poetry. So one of the poems I remember hearing one of the students read, it was a beautiful poem that depicts the final time Bilal went to give salam to Rasulullah The poet tries to capture that moment. I can't even take another step. I can't lift my foot anymore. The time for farewell has arrived. ye lo mera quran ye lo meri sunnat ye dikhlayegi tumko abrahe jannat in this words he's describing advice given from the prophet of allah to bilal as he's departing it's all imaginary right it's a conversation that he's you know romantically writing that the prophet of allah is saying to him as he leaves that take my quran and sunnah and go wherever you wish for they will show you the path to paradise. If you must face difficulty, then be patient, but never break the heart of another person. You shall always remember this advice of ours. That on the day of judgment, he then tells him, that I, the Prophet of Allah says that on the Day of Judgment, I will find you at the bridge and I will protect the Ummah from slipping off of it. And if you can't find me at the Sirat, then come to the Haud. Your Prophet will be standing there. I won't let you be thirsty. I won't allow your scale of bad deeds to outweigh your good deeds. I will cry and beg Allah on your behalf. This ummah is mine. I will be with you in the hereafter. Beautiful lines of poetry expressing the love of the Prophet of Allah for the Ummah through the lens of Sayyidina Bilal When Bilal was on his deathbed, his wife began to cry. Wa waylah, wa karbah. Ah, Bilal is about to leave the world. The mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His love for the Prophet of Allah was such. He 
even Malakul Mot must be thinking, wow, look at this guy, man. This is some next level model right here. Malakul Mot is there, ready to take his soul. And his wife is crying next to him. And he says, don't say, woe be to this day. Don't talk about difficulty. I've been waiting for this day from the day the Prophet passed away. Tomorrow I'll be with my friends. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions. Faqala wa farha. He said, ah, the joy. Bilal passed away in the 23rd year after Hijrah in Damascus. And there are different opinions on where he passed away. Some different opinions are there. Unfortunately, there were images of his grave being bombed during the recent conflict in Syria. Allahu alam if they were true or not. I also saw similar images regarding the graves of Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid radiallahu an, and also the grave of Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi. Allahu alam. Allah knows. In these days, uh, it's very difficult to know what's true and what's not, unfortunately. But we wouldn't put it beneath these crooks who have no respect for our Sahaba and don't even know what sanctity even means, unfortunately. Bilal radiallahu an was a symbol of love, a symbol of sacrifice. We learn from him what love means, we learn from him what sacrifice is. One thing I learned from studying the seerah, and it's quite an empowering reflection. The Prophet ﷺ was very loyal to those that were loyal to him. When people made sacrifices, the Prophet of Allah always noticed them. He saw them. And then he remembered it. And he made dua for those people, and he respected those people, and he lifted those people, and he kept those people nearby. And yes, we are no Bilal. Far from it. We were not blessed with the honor of being the mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But in our lives, we must remember that in order to be with these people, with these sahaba, to gain that love from the Prophet of Allah that he offered Bilal radiallahu an, you also have your chance if you're willing to put the hard work in. You have to be willing to make your comfort and discomfort one. There is no corner of the world that should lock you in. Free, unbound. Searching every day for a new opportunity to inspire the hearts of people with the nur of Islam and Iman. People will talk. A lot of chatter on social media. There will be new issues that will come and go from the 24 hours a day news cycle. Don't get caught in these small stones that are on your stream. 
Go around them. Don't let them block you. You keep going. Push on ahead. Be an inspiration. Believe in sacrifice. When things are getting tough for you and you feel tired, just close your eyes and think about Bilal and imagine the Prophet of Allah standing by the side saying, you know, someone go and help this man. Think of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's dua for him. Think of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an stepping forward to set him free. The Prophet of Allah saying to Abu Bakr, join me in this good deed of yours. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an's father disapproved, by the way. He would say to him that you free all these weak slaves when the Quraysh come after you, no one's going to protect you. Go free some UFC fighters. So he would say to his, his Baba that, Baba, you won't get it. I'm not doing this for myself. This is the dunyawi worldview that I only do that which gives me something in return. I'll only speak if someone live streams it. This is what today's world has become. I'll only speak if someone gives me a like or someone makes something special out of it. That's not a good word, but I feel like I should say it. No, I shouldn't. We're talking about Bilal when we should use good language. The state of the ummah today is horrible. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Learn from them. Unsung heroes. When a person does something like this, with ikhlas, when a person serves the deen with sincerity, no one's watching you that cares to record it, Allah will record it for you. Everyone's watching. No one cares to record it though, it's not important. He is the least important person in the city to them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never waste the a'mal of those that are sincere. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِيْنَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ikhlas, grant us strength, give us the ability to sacrifice when we face difficulty. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate us, elevate our families. And may He elevate the maqam of the sahaba and resurrect us with them in the gardens of Jannah. وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدٍ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته